welcome, 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 welcome back to my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of NFL football to talk about today, a lot of combine stuff, a lot of draft stuff. I have my seven-round mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's pretty good. I think they should do it. I don't know. I'm not a billionaire who owns the Cowboys and then doesn't go back to the Super Bowl in almost 20 years. Anyways, uh, also got some Des Bryant stuff. Should we get Des Bryant back on the football on on, uh, on the Dallas Cowboys? Also, uh, some trades and stuff like that and some other stuff and some CBA crap and stuff like that. March is going to be a kind of a slow month. I said this, I think, on the weekend once the uh, the combine had finished up. I was like, you know what? Eh, probably not going to see a lot of NFL stuff until free agency. Free agency isn't for, like, two more weeks. So, going to be a slow news week. Ladies and gentlemen, got a lot of stuff to talk about and much, 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 much more. Right here on 24's podcast. That was a terrible intro. My bad. I cut off the music way too early. Anyways, uh, that doesn't matter that much. So, without further ado, I got my mock draft here. I got my mock draft. I should have also mentioned this in the uh, in the intro, but it was taking me forever to do the intro. Probably going to be a shorter podcast, kind of because I kind of just want to rapidly go through some of the stuff, and I don't really have that much stuff prepared for you today. Just got some stuff prepared here and there. And we'll keep it moving. Then we'll move on and we'll end the podcast. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll live to see another day, I guess. I don't know. All right. So, by the way, this is going to be the Dallas Cowboys mock draft. Let me also find one more mock draft as well. I have like three. And then I'll kind of give you. Actually, you know what? Before I give you my seven round mock draft. By the way, I worked really, really, really hard on it. Let's go to the first round, uh, the first round mock draft that a couple of writers on the NFL uh, network have, and I'll kind of just skim through it. Oh wait, this is another one. Oh, I like this one. What? No. Why would she do that? Why? God damn it, Cynthia! Cynthia Freeland is on the freaking draft. Oh, I got to talk about this now. I, I, I kid you not, I did not have this prepared at all. I didn't have it prepared at all. And I, I know why she's, I know why some of her draft picks are the way that they are. It, it, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Why would she put this on the internet? Who does she have draft? Oh, okay. So she what? What? Oh my god. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I know why her draft. There's no way she actually like. There's no way she actually thinks this is like an actual thing. Okay, I'm like, I know, I'm, I'm like, I know why her draft looks that way. Like, I, like her, her draft is, it's terrible. 
But um, essentially, the whole concept behind her mock draft is is uh, my Anna, and this is this is her this is her like writing. My analytics-based mock is based solely on a contextual data-driven model that aims to do one thing, maximize each team's potential to win as many games as possible in 2020. So before you read any further, take note, I am not attempting to predict or divine what teams will actually do on draft day. Now we're starting the process off a little earlier this year than last. Blah, 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 blah. I use my draft prospect model, explain at the top, article link to create a numerical value for each player. Blah, blah, blah. Then I use my NFL model. Okay, here's the part that's extra. I have projections and results for all teams and the draft prospects they selected over the past 15 years. I examined each season's on-field results, objectively analyzing what happened while identifying the trends and strategies that led to success or failure. I also asked coaches, blah, 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 blah. Lastly, there are a lot of real-life efficiencies that could be realized via draft pick. Excuse me. Via draft pick trades, I can't help myself but to note them in certain cases. Still, for the sake of this particular mock, there are no trades considered. If I worked for an individual team, an analysis like this could aid in creating a strategy for identifying potential trade partners as well as vulnerable spots where other teams are most likely to scoop up particular players. And finally, one last thing, I will be supplying another mock draft after the free agent frenzy, so stay tuned. Um, With that being said... uh, I like I, I I was talking about Cynthia Freeland. I gave her a lot of crap during the regular season because she constantly did not pick the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I actually liked her because I actually started to like her. I didn't like her. Started to like her as the season went on because I was like, oh wait, her her some of the stuff that she's saying is is you know is is starting to make a little bit more sense. And then she comes out with this mock draft, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. Oh, no, and even though even though I get it, it's like I thought that her mock draft specifically was just going to address uh, was was just going to rank certain players in order of like like projection, maybe not project projection, but like um ranking in the draft. So, for instance, Chase Young would probably be the best player in the draft when it comes to ranking, then Joe Burrow, and then maybe like a couple more players. But you would select Joe. Oh my God! Excuse me, Joe Burrow, number one overall, because he's a quarterback, and quarterbacks matter most. And uh, the the Bengals they need a quarterback. That's essentially like that. That's kind of what I was getting at. That Chase Young probably is a better draft prospect because he's had a longer uh, a longer period of time being a dominant pass rusher, and Joe Burrow kind of only has one year. So, so at first I was like, oh, okay, I get why her mock draft seems so weird and messy but then i'm like uh uh, i i i don't i i don't get what she's doing i'm like i i don't don't get what she's doing actually no i don't get what she's doing actually yeah no i don't get what she's doing at all she she talked about how she was essentially going to pick like how the data would be um how how the data would be essentially that uh, she would get guys that would, or that she would draft guys that would, um, that would essentially be be like perfect fits for a team based upon fifteen year analytics or whatever. I'm like, um, this is wrong. I'm like, this this is uh this is wrong. This is wrong. So let's let's get into it. 
I don't know how many mock drafts I'll do. I'll probably do just the first round, and then I'll kind of just peep out, peace out. Uh, but with the first overall pick, the Bengals, according to Cynthia Freeland, will obviously select Chase Young. And when you think about it in the context of, well, he's the best overall player, you're going best overall player, like that makes sense. Joe Burrow, yes, is he a great player? Yes, is he the number is he going to be the number one draft pick this year? Yes, yes, yes. But he's only done it for one year, and Chase Young is definitely a better prospect when it comes to the um when it comes to the NFL, because you can put him on any team and he can get sacks. Uh Chase Young is not throwing thirty touchdowns if he goes to the Bengals. So So I get why she has him number one. I get why she has Chase Young number one. I, like they they need a damn quarterback. They're moving off of Andy Dalton. They need a quarterback. Either take Tua or take Joe Burrow. Take take whoever you want. They need a damn quarterback. This is interesting, though. She has Isaiah Simmons go to Washington. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a, a lot of sense. He's he, he had a great combine. Let me check his numbers. He had a great combine. He ran a 4-3-9 or something like that or a 4-2-8, 4-30-something. I don't know. I mean, he can play safety, he can play linebacker, he can do everything that you want defensively. He's six foot four, he's two hundred and thirty pounds. What was what was his combine forty time? It's like yeah, it was four three nine. Like that is incredibly fast for a linebacker. Then what was his overall stats? It's like the only guy who I don't have his actual numbers. Uh, 104 total tackles, 67 solo, 37 assists. He has seven sacks. He has one forced fumble, one fumble recovered, and three interceptions. So he's, as a dude that's a linebacker, as a dude that plays all over the field, linebacker, safety, uh, nickel, nickel corner, like, yeah, you would you would take him second overall. Um, Derek Brown goes to Detroit. That makes a lot of sense. They need a defensive tackle. He is a he, he's he's projected as the best defensive tackle in the draft. That makes a lot of sense. Tristan Wirfs, offensive line out of Iowa. They need an offensive lineman. You got some interesting stuff going on here. So five six seven. Joe Burrow goes to Miami. Tua Tagovailoa goes to the Chargers, and then Jeff Akuda goes to the Panthers. Not gonna lie to you, I kind of like that. Got because all those guys, all those teams, they need well, two of those teams, they need a quarterback. I mean, really, we could almost have a discussion about Carolina potentially needing a quarterback. Let me put down my Rubik's cube because I keep playing with it. Carolina, they need a quarterback, but definitely Miami and the Chargers, they definitely need a quarterback for sure. Then you get to the Cardinals. Oh my God, this is why I love me some Cynthia Freeland, man. I was like, Cynthia, what are you doing? She has the Cardinals selecting CeeDee Lamb at eight. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank God she gets it. She's like, no, they need a wide receiver. Thank you. I was like, I was so mad at this draft because I'm like, what? 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 I saw Joe Burrow being taken at like the fifth and I was like, wait a second. Now that I kind of look at it, it makes a lot of sense. 
Then I scrolled down to the bottom and I'm like, some of this stuff doesn't make a lot of sense. Javon Kinlaw. To the Jaguars. Like, doesn't some of this stuff make sense? CeeDee Lamb? I've, I've been saying it. I'm like, why not get CeeDee Lamb to the Cardinals? If I'm the Cardinals, if I got some stones in my shorts, if I got some brass in my pockets, you want to know what I'm doing? I'm taking CeeDee Lamb at number eight. And I'm going to say, what are you going to do about it? He didn't have a wide receiver to save his life last year. And by he, I mean, you know that guy that wears one across his jersey. I'm talking about that little big guy, Kyler Murray, with the big arm. The great, the great mobility. I mean, he's got all the intangibles. He's got the tangibles. He's got the intangibles. He's got everything to be a great quarterback in the NFL. I double dare you to get Sadie Lamb at number eight. Get some brass in your shorts, Cardinals. I don't want to hear about it. Anyways, Javon Kinlaw, obviously, to the Jaguars. I'm going to kind of speed through some of these guys. Uh, Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman out of Georgia, goes to the Browns. I mean, I, I should just say this. Browns and Jets, they're going to pick up an offensive lineman. That does make a lot of sense. Interestingly enough, wow. I kind of, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of feel like a dirtbag asshole. I was ripping on her, on her freaking mock draft. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. The Browns and the Jets, they'll get an offensive tackle. Not an offensive tackle, an offensive lineman. The Raiders, they're going to get a wide receiver in Jerry Judy, a route runner who pretty much is kind of like an Amari Cooper a little bit. In fact, a lot. He's very, very similar to Amari Cooper. Out of Alabama, great route runner. Makes a lot of sense. Interestingly enough, she has Justin Herbert go to the Colts. The Colts, they want to be done with Jacoby Brissett. They want to get a quarterback. Either it's going to be somebody in free agency or it's going to be somebody in the draft. It makes a lot of sense for them to go after Justin Herbert. Clavon, Kalon, Kalavon Chasen goes to Tampa. They got they they lost Quan Alexandra Alexander, excuse me, last season, one of their best linebackers, and they really haven't recovered. They they need somebody to kind of be one of those guys in the center of the field. He could be that guy. He could be that guy. I'm, I'm just, like, I like her draft. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So far, uh, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Broncos. That's a head scratcher to me. I'm like, and by the way, if you're wondering, um, the Broncos, they just traded away their best corner. No, they didn't. They just got one of their, they just got a corner. <laughs> Never mind. I'm like, nope. They got A.J. Boye. Uh, from the Jaguars to the Broncos for a fourth-round draft pick. That's a pretty good deal. One of the best cor- uh, corners uh, in the league. Broncos just got him. They add on Xavier McKinney. You have, I think they called it the no-flight zone when uh, when Peyton was there. And Marcus Ware. It's like, mm, I don't know. Ross Blacklock, defensive lineman out of TCU. Like, that makes a lot of sense. You may want to get a defensive tackle... It's like, wait a second. Like, you pair him with Adrian Claiborne. I don't know who you have up the middle, but it's like you, you kind of complement each other. He's one of the best defensive linemen in the league. In, not in the league, but in the combine. A lot of people are saying A.J. Epinesa, but I'm like, I saw his combine. I was like, he looked okay. Like, there's to me, there's better defensive tackles than him. Like, I would draft 
other guys than him, in my opinion, but just my opinion. This is where I kind of like scratch my head and I'm like, what? Dallas drafts LaVisca Shinnelot. I called him Lavi. Laviscus Shinny or something like that when I was watching him during the combine. Wide receiver out of Colorado. I'm like, what? I I I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get that at all. That's like the real head scratcher. I'm like, what? They're not gonna drop the safety? They're not they're not gonna get like a like an offensive tackle? Like a like a freaking not an offensive tackle, a defensive tackle, like a cornerback in the first round? I got issues with that. I got issues with that. Makai Becton at number eighteen, obviously to um to the Dolphins. Interestingly enough, 19, the Raiders are going to try and bolster their defense with a Patrick Queen. Pretty good linebacker out of LSU. C.J. Henderson, the guy that I was just talking about, to the Jaguars. Trevon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. He's on my mock draft. To the Eagles at 21, A.J. Epinesa, defensive lineman to the uh, to the Bills. Like, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, the Eagles' secondary was terrible, and the Bills, they need, because I think one of their best uh, pass rushers retired a couple of years ago, like, they, they kind of need that. Henry Ruggs third wide receiver out of Alabama to the Patriots. Like, doesn't this make sense? Am I, am I crazy? That, like, this makes a lot of sense. Like you may like like when you like when you pair like when you look at the teams right like Trevon Diggs he he's one of the best in my opinion he's one of the best cornerbacks when it comes to turnovers in the league and not in the league but in the combine because of how good his hands are he literally is a wide receiver who's playing cornerback right he's the brother of Stephon Diggs that's why his name like his name should sound familiar Trevon Diggs his name even goes together with his brothers right. And A.J. Epinesa and C.J. Henderson, because they just lost A.J. Boye, the Jaguars just traded away A.J. Boye. The Dolphins, they need to bolster their offensive line with Mekhi Becton. I don't know why she has Dallas drafting LaVisca Shin a lot. But, but the Patriots drafting, check this out. Check who she has drafting. Check this out. She has the Patriots drafting Henry Ruggs III. Right for whoever's going to be there because that's that was their main issue. So you pair Henry Ruggs, who is a downfield burner, which was easily the biggest issue that the Patriots had. They didn't have a deep threat whatsoever on that football team with Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. It's like, wait a second, that makes a lot of sense. But then on top of that, she has Justin Jefferson again, a great wide receiver. I have his numbers right here because check this out, he he is again. On my mock draft. Where is he? What's his name? Justin Jefferson? I'm not going to tell you where I got him drafted, but I'm going to have to turn the page. I think some of these guys she's reaching for just a little bit, but it it makes a lot of sense. Where is Justin Jefferson? Okay, I have him. He had 111 yards, excuse me, 111 receptions, not yards, 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns, 13.9 13.9 yards per catch. He's six foot three, 192 pounds. He ran a 4440. A 4440. 
And that 18 touchdowns, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't, let me just make sure I didn't, I didn't misread that, that those 18 interceptions, they weren't last year, or they, not, excuse me, not his entire career, they weren't for his entire career, they were last year, let me just make sure I'm, I'm getting those numbers correct. Yep, he had 18 touchdowns last year. You want to know where that dude is going? His ass is going to the Saints with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. An LSU Tiger staying in Louisiana and playing for the Saints. And he had how many, what were his numbers again? 111 receptions, 1,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, 13.9 yards per catch. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Some of the other dudes, I don't get their drafts. Like, two people have the Cowboys drafting C.D. Lamb. I don't don't understand why they're like, yeah, the Cowboys, they want to spend a first-round draft pick on C.D. Lamb. I I kind of understand, yeah, on on a wide receiver more specifically. I would understand it if Dallas didn't get the Amari Cooper deal signed. Then, yes, you would obviously take a wide receiver in the first round. But I think, and everybody else thinks, that they are going to get the the deal done with Amari Cooper, or at the very worst, they're going to franchise his ass. So I think that 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 position will be fine. But I understand why, for example, she has Dallas drafting LaVisca Shin a lot. I just don't know who the hell he is. Let me find out. We found out who LaVisca Shin a lot is. What does she say about LaVisca Shin a lot? With 1,600, well, not 600, with 1,060 yards after the catch... Since 2018, most in the Pac-12, Shinalot's ability to create first downs lands him here with Dak Prescott and a likely veteran receiver who doesn't command a a premium salary. If you want to know why my model likes him so much, go back and watch his 2018 film. This past season, nagging injuries and a new coaching staff sapped his production. Like, she's not wrong. It's like, does Dallas move off of Amari Cooper? Do they sign him? It's like, she's not wrong. I just wouldn't draft LaVisca Shen a lot. Number one? Pick number 17? I don't know. I don't know about that. But it makes sense. Like, her draft makes sense. But after the Saints at 24, the Vikings at 25 will draft Kristen Fulton, one of the best corners in the league. I got his numbers. She's getting a lot of my guys. She's taking away a lot of my guys. I don't like it that much. I thought Justin Jefferson was a pretty good receiver that nobody would pick, but she's picking all my guys. Kristen Fulton, 38 total tackles, 28 solos, 10 assists, 14 pass defended, passes defended against, excuse me, and one INT pretty good wide receiver or not a wide receiver excuse me cornerback and then Penn State Miami will draft uh the Penn State defensive lineman lineman Yotor Gross Matos I can't say his name his his name is weird he was projected to be one of the best at the combine I don't know if he did anything or not but yes he's he's a pretty good uh defensive tackle or not defensive tackle defensive lineman I think he plays end Then you have the Seattle Seahawks drafting A.J. Terrell. I have A.J. Terrell as well. Not going in the first uh, first round, excuse me, but I got A.J. Terrell. Out of Clemson, 34 total tackles, 24 solo, 10 assists, .5 sacks, 2 interceptions, 3 
pass defended. He had a great combine, though. He had a fantastic combine. Then you have the Ravens, interestingly enough, getting the best running back in the draft, DeAndre Swift. They're a running team. Do they or do they not get a running back? I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you, man, that, like, the more I look at this, I'm like, the more this makes sense. <laughs> like, this, this makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to lie to you. This makes a lot of sense. I was like, at first, I was like, I wasn't like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got Joe Burrow, five, uh, two attack below six. It looks weird, but when you start thinking about it, when you start processing it, it's like, wait a second, she's... I kind of like this. I don't like it fully because I, I like. I feel like some of the teams, were, like for example, the Bengals, they're drafting Joe Burrow. Like they're they're drafting Joe Burrow, and because they drafted Joe Burrow, obviously Washington is going to draft Chase Young, and then Chase. Like I, th- I feel like some of the the picks that she has selected, they're just going to go down, right? So Joe Burrow is going to be taken number one. That slides Chase Young to number two for Washington. Maybe Isaiah Simmons, uh, Isaiah Simmons, number three to Detroit. Like, maybe Jeff Akuda goes goes to Detroit, depending on what they value. Like, she's not wrong on a lot of these picks. I feel like she is drafting, especially for need. Like, these are good picks. Some of these teams, though, they, they have specific needs, and they're going to be like, well, Chase Young goes to the Bengals. So, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I'm also, like, I, I like the DeAndre Swift to the uh, the Ravens. Like, does that or does that not make a lot of sense? Anyways. Uh, where's, where's Houston? Oh, yeah, they traded away their first-round draft pick. The Titans, they get an offensive lineman in Joshua Jones out of Houston. Uh, the Packers, they get Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. What was his or his numbers? Brandon Ayuk. Last season at Arizona State, Ayuk racked up 710 yards after the catch, fifth most among FBS receivers, and 378 yards after contact on receptions, second most. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers certainly wouldn't mind adding a receiver with this kind of playmaking ability. Yeah, they would. 1,000%. I don't necessarily know if that's something like, Something that they want to do, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, going to San uh, San Francisco. Remember, uh, besides kind of like Debo Samuels and Emmanuel Sanders, they, they really don't got anybody. Yes, they have George Kittle, but he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. Talking about wide receivers. Obviously, he can catch the dang on football, but he, he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight, tight end, right? When you think about it, it's like, wait a second. You draft T. Higgins at 31 at San Francisco. It's like, you can just say adios to Emmanuel Sanders. Then finally, Noah, I can't say his last name. It, it has three syllables in it. I, like, I, I went to school, but I didn't go to, I, like, I'm not that smart. I can't enunciate that well. He's the cornerback out of Auburn. The corner position, and she says this, the corner position is where my model suggests the Chiefs should focus. Picking at number 32, it's it's possible that they can create more value in free agency and look elsewhere. However, with Pat, with a Patrick Mahomes mega contract coming down the pike, and given how expensive corners can be on the open market, adding, I can't say his last name, could be a sound strategy. His value on special teams, 44 kick returns for 1,199 yards and two touchdowns in three seasons at Auburn only adds to the resume. 
So that way you don't have to send out Tyreek Hill or some other guy to, okay, I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's like they're a Super Bowl winning team. Like all they got to do is make sure that they keep the pieces last year from last year uh, and this year and add on a couple more and, you know, you should be golden. You got probably the best, not probably the best quarterback in the league on your team. It's kind of like, it's kind of hard to screw that up. I like it. I like the mock draft. Like, I don't really see, like, the draft picks that she has, like, they make a lot of sense. They make a lot of sense. Like, some of the picks, like, I wouldn't have picked, but... I mean, I really, really like the Raiders in the first round getting um, getting Jerry Judy for the quarterback who is a route runner, great guy. You compare him, you compare him with Josh Jacobs and obviously uh, what's his face, Derek Carr, and that starts off your wide receiving core, or maybe not even starts off. I think they actually have a somewhat okay wide receiving core. So then you add on that mega beast. It's like, wait a second, now you're starting to have something there. Now Derek Carr is starting to have something there. Then you have Josh Jacobs. Like, it's starting to work. It's starting to work. Broncos draft Xavier McKinney. That kind of works. Justin Her I really fucking like the Justin Herbert to the Colts. That fucking makes a shit ton of sense. Best O-line pretty much in the league. Marlon Mack, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton. If you're going to get a tight end, you can. You may want to get you. They're, they're apparently moving off of Eric Ebron, even though he had one bad season and one great season. It's like, come on. Like, recognize who he was throwing, who was throwing him the football. Jacoby Brissett, who I thought was going to have a better season, but did not. Justin Herbert. That's a, that's a great football player, man. That is a fantastic. That That's a... That's a good draft. That's a that's not a good draft. That's a great draft. Will teams go for it? Probably not. Again, like Chase Young is not going number one to the Bengals. He's going. He is going number two to Washington because the Bengals will draft Joe Burrow. That was fun. It was really really fun, especially having to like be like wait 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 wait. This actually has a this actually has like value to it. Okay, so now I'm going to give you my mock draft. Again, I I worked on it pretty hard. I worked, you know, I I like it a lot. I worked on it pretty hard. And you'll actually notice I didn't make this up. I didn't, like, do this. Like, I I got some guys that are in her mock draft that are in her first round in my, like, in some of my later rounds. Because, like, as I will constantly mention, I feel like some teams are going to do a Joe Burrow and say, essentially, like, they're going to draft for need, they're going to draft for quarterback, and they're going to pick a specific place or specific spot that they want a dude or person or whatever, and they want that person at this specific pick or at this specific place, and they're going to draft them and all that good stuff. They may be reaching for specific players, and that's why you'll see certain players go at specific places, but I think... I think that some of the guys that I'll be talking about today, they'll be there when the Dallas Cowboys select. Like even how many? I got seven rounds. I'm pretty confident in saying that most of these guys that I'm gonna say, and I got a lot of names, they're gonna be there when uh, when Dallas when Dallas is up at bat and they're about to draft. Okay, so 
obviously number one overall to not number one, but in the first round for Dallas, number 17th overall, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, will be our first round selection. I mean, come on, Dallas needs a safety. Like, out of all the positions that Dallas sucked at, it was cornerbacks, specifically to say, not, not, uh, not cornerbacks, but they sucked on defense, and more specifically, they sucked horribly at the secondary position, especially at cornerbacks and safeties. Guys were missing tackles, guys weren't covering. Don't worry, I got a way to address uh, the cornerback issue in Dallas later on, but let me, let me talk about McKinney. Talk about McKinney. He has 95 total tackles. He has 36 uh, assists, excuse me. He has 59 solos. He has four for he has four forced fumbles, three INTs, three sacks, five pass defended uh, defended against. And you can drop him down and make him a communicator, kind of like a linebacker, just a little bit. He may not have it. He, he how 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 heavy is he? It's not like a big dude, but he's. He's big enough where you can drop him down and he can, he may not necessarily be able to like flex, for example, like flex, like, oh, okay, he can play both linebacker and safety. It's not like that, but you can, if for instance, a Jalen goes down or a Layton goes down or whoever, you can drop him down and he, he can be a, uh, a, a, a communicator. He's six foot one, 200 pounds. So no, you're not going to put him down full time, but you can put him down part time. I like that he's a leader and I like that he's an Alabama guy. Like, any defender, especially a dude in the secondary who's an Alabama kid, I love it. I love the idea. I love the thought. I mean, we went down uh, the list of uh, Alabama players that were in the league, and it's uh, a couple of days ago, and it's a pretty extensive list. I mean, they got it. I didn't go down the entire list, but I went down specifically defensive players, and I think even guys in specifically uh, the secondary for certain teams. There's a lot of Alabama players, a lot of Crimson Tide guys that are just absolutely tearing it up in the league. It's it's kind of ridiculous how many great guys come out of uh, of Alabama. And everybody was complaining last year. Get a get get a safety. Get a safety. Get Jamal Adams. Get a safety. Get Jamal Adams. Get a safety. Get Jamal Adams. Get a safety. It's like okay, here's your chance. Here's your chance to get a really really nice safety out of Alabama. Here is your chance. That was my phone. I'm using it as a lamp. It constantly, and I'm balancing it on my monitor, so when I hit my desk, it falls down constantly. That's a terrible decision. Let me move all, let me, let me kind of renegotiate my terrain here. Let me move some stuff around. Bang, bang, I moved it to another monitor. So that way, hopefully it doesn't, like, crack the, the screen or whatever. It is actually, surprisingly enough, I, it has fallen, like, over a foot constantly, almost every other podcast, Hasn't had a cracked screen, hasn't had a dent in it. I've dropped it sometimes, but, you know, the dents are from other places, are, are from other drops, but not from the drops that I've had on the podcast. Anyways, uh, yeah, I would I would get McKinney number one. He's an Alabama guy. I love Alabama guys. He, he's a great communicator. He's a great tackler. He had, how many, how many total tackles? He had 95 as a free safety. That's pretty damn good. And an Alabama defense. He had three sacks. He had three INTs. He had five passes defended against, and he had... Four forced fumbles. Don't get that twisted. Don't be like the type. Don't be the type of guy that's going to be like, you know what? I want somebody who's going to be more high risk, high reward type of guy. Nope, that is not how this works. You do that in the draft, you'll go bust 
over bang more often than not, and that's usually how teams get dysfunctional. When they try and reach, when they try and do more in the draft, it's like, listen, Xavier McKinney is from that Alabama system. He's coached by one of the best secondary coaches in the entire in the entirety of football, not in college, not in NFL, the entirety of football. He's one of the best guys coming out of there at free safety. Like, just get him. Some of this stuff isn't very difficult. It's like some people wonder. It's like, how can some of these teams suck so badly? It's because you, gra- you, you draft Grant Delpit instead of Xavier McKinney. You don't need a big splash playmaker at free safety. You just need a guy that's going to stabilize the position. You already got, I mean, damn it, you already got Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence. It's like, what else? You, you don't need a top 10 safety. He's probably not going to be top 10 in the league. When he gets to there, he probably has a ceiling that could be somewhere like that. But that's a road, that's a bridge that we'll cross when we get there. You don't need a guy that's going to be a turnover machine. You get, you, well, kind of you do. But it's like he has that resume as well. He can be a turnover machine. He can give you some, some pass breakups. He can give you some force fumbles. He can give you some picks. But I keep hearing people be like, Grant Delpit. I'm like, what? Why? You do real like, Xavier, get, get the guy that's going to, get the guy that's going to be the steak and potatoes on a daily basis instead of ice cream every other day. That doesn't make any sense to get ice cream instead of steak and potatoes. You can eat steak and potatoes every single day of the week. You can't eat ice cream every single day of the week. You have it for dessert. You have it every once in a while. Can't have it every single day. You can have steak and potatoes every single day. Draft Isaiah, uh, excuse me, Xavier McKinney in the first round. You can have your steak and eat it too. Second round. That, that There is no discussion. There is no, there is no other guy that I have in the first round for Dallas. It's Xavier McKinney, 17th overall going to Dallas, Texas. Second round, again, trying to address some issues with the, uh, with the secondary because you're probably going to lose Anthony Brown next season because he's not, he's not that impressive. Going to lose Byron Jones this season. What exactly do you do? How do you fill out that, those, those gaps? How do, you fill out, how do you fill out the team? Oh, I got, I got some answers for you. <laughs> I got a lot of answers for you. Don't worry. I got some answers for you. Going back to Cynthia Freeland's draft. This is why I was like, damn, like she she got a she got both of my guys. She got all three of my guys that I would have Dallas drafting in the second round in the first round. I talked about it this weekend. I talked about it during the combine, during my coverage of the combine. I was talking about it all the time. I was like, man, some of these wide receivers that are gonna be drafted this year, they're gonna be drafted a lot later on in the draft not their fault it's just there's a lot of dudes in the draft but then on top of that corners are also another position as well because again some teams they may there may be better players there like there may be players where it's like oh my gosh you get this guy he's a great guy he's a great player he could be a great fit but there's this other guy who may not be as good but he's a better fit there's going to be draft picks like that right so I think some of these guys, in fact, I think all of, I think most of these guys that I'm about to mention, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. And you know what's going to happen? Some of these teams, like Dallas, they like like Dallas, could pick their asses up. So let's get it started. Okay. First and foremost, we got Christian Fulton. Remember that cornerback 
out of LSU? No, 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 no. He's my second guy in the second round. Now, let me break it down to you like this. So, obviously, some t- I, I think McKinney, he, like, anyone who drafts McKinney over Dallas, like, is an idiot. Like, why would you draft McKinney over, 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 like, a wide receiver if you're, um, if you're, uh, if you're the Broncos or an offensive lineman or, like, you need more stuff than Xavier McKinney. I don't see, like, like, they have Kenneth Murray, that's a great pick, out of Oklahoma for, um, for the Broncos. C.J. Henderson, a, a, a cornerback, because he just traded, you, you got A.J. Boulier, so maybe you don't need a quarterback anymore. And then, uh, apparently somebody else, the Jets, they trade the Bron- oh my god, one guy has the Broncos trading up in the draft, they switch places with, with the Jets at 11 to get C.D. Lamb, excuse me, uh, the Cardinals are gonna get C.D. Lamb, you're tripping, son, I'm going back to what I was talking about, uh, I, I think Xavier McKinney, he will be there at number 17 for Dallas, and if he is there at Dallas, Dallas would be foolish to not draft Xavier McKinney at number 17, you need a damn, you need a damn safety, Moving on. Christian Fulton, A.J. Terrell. Those are my second and third guys if Dallas doesn't get this number one guy. The number one guy that I got in the second round. This would be my first pick in the second round. If he's not there, then I'll go Christian Fulton, A.J. Terrell. But if he's there, I mean, I'm... I'm rubbing my hands together. I got an, a, a mischievous grin on my face because I'm thinking to myself, here we go. I got Trevon Diggs as Dallas's second round draft pick. Again, 37 total tackles, 20 solo, 17 assists, two forced fumbles, or excuse me, two fumble recovered, three interceptions, and four, and, and excuse me, Eight passes defended against. That means he bought it. He batted the ball out of the air. The coverage was great. The coverage was there. The ball was thrown there, and he just swatted it away. You wanted a ball hawk. You wanted a guy that can be impressed, not impress, impressed. Be in press. You want a guy that can cover guys in zone and man to man. That's who you gotta pick up. Whoa, 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 I mean, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm watching, I'm watching the game right now. I'm watching Dallas versus the, 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 what are they called? The Pelicans. I'm watching the, I'm watching Dallas versus the Pelicans. Let me tell you guys something. If I don't, this is absolutely fantastic timing by yours truly because I'm watching it late at night. I'm watching the game late at night. It's like 10 20. Let me tell you something. I get lucky sometimes, and sometimes some of this stuff is planned. I kid you not. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not. Des Bryant is center court right now in the Mavs. In, in the Mavs versus the Pelicans game right now. I just spit in my mic. Because I'm spitting hard facts. He's front and center. He's taking pictures. He's got the Cuban link. He's got the double X chain on. The big chain. We'll talk about big old Dez in a second. After the mock draft. We'll talk about Des Bryant. He's there. 
He is there. Patrick Mahomes is there with his girlfriend or wife. I don't. I I think it's his girlfriend. Mahomes boy, Super Bowl. He's there. Big old Daz. He's there. Let's see if it, Mark Cuban. He's always there. Patrick Mahomes is like, damn it, it's too cold in Kansas City. I'm out. Sayonara, I'm going to Dallas. Training in Dallas. He's doing everything in Dallas. He's like, damn it, I, I don't. I'm, it's too damn cold out in here. It's too cold in Kansas City. I'm going back to Texas. It's a little bit hotter down in big Texas. All right. <clears throat> Anyways. Talking about Trevon. Trevon Diggs. Yes, he, he's your best option when it comes to number two corners. Or, or not your number two corner, your second round corner. So now you're starting to rebuild that that secondary. You got, obviously, Xavier McKinney with that first round draft pick. You got uh, Trevon Diggs with that second round draft pick. I don't think he's going to... I think some people are going to say, well, we like Christian Fulton. We like C.J. Henderson. I think some teams are going to draft those guys or they're just going to fuck it up and pick up somebody else, in my opinion. So I think Trevon Diggs, he could and he will fall uh, to the second round. And Dallas, I think, will be there to pick him up. Also, Christian Fulton, again, 38 tackles, uh, 28 solos, solo tackles, 10 assists, 14 passes defended against. That's more than Trevon Diggs, but he only had one INT. I think Trevon Diggs can get more INTs, weirdly enough, in the NFL. I think he's that good. I think he has that good of hands. I'm trying to tell you, man. Dallas, Dallas is going to have a shot at rebuilding their secondary. But more importantly, in the third round, check this out. In the third round, some of these guys I don't think are going to be there, but if they are, you obviously can get them. Other guys, I wrote them, I wrote some of these guys' names down, and I'm like, this guy could slide, and Dallas could get him in the round before or after this guy. Not slide, but go up, depending on how people evaluate this guy. And if, and if he's there, you may want to pick him up. Because his draft stock has increased. Other guys, it's like their draft stock has decreased. So maybe you can get him in the fourth round. <clears throat> Neville Gallimore is not one of those guys. He's a third rounder to me. I was ra- I was raving on him. I was like, he's a big guy. He's a powerful guy. He's a strong guy. Uh, he's not very productive like most of the defensive tackles in the league aren't. They're run stoppers. They're supposed to push the pile. Blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't have... Like, I just listed off uh, most of the guys that I have. So, in the second round, it's like Trevon Diggs, 37 total tackles. Christian Fulton, LSU, uh, uh, not 202, 38 total tackles. And, by the way, this is for seasons. This isn't total tackles over his entire career. This is seasons. And then you have Clemson's is A.J. Terrell, uh, 34 total tackles. Do you want to guess how many total tackles Neville Gallimore at six foot two, 301 pounds has? 29. These are secondary players. Secondary. Secondary. These aren't guys that are supposed to tackle. He has less tackles than guys that are supposed to do their damn job than tackle. Houston, we got in a, we got a problem here in Dallas. If uh, if he goes anywhere above the third round, and I love him, but he cannot go above the third round because he has a lack of a production. He has seventeen told he has seventeen solo tackles. 12 assists. He has four sacks. I talked about it during the combine. I was like defensive tackles, they don't get sacks. 
as evident by Chase Young's 16 tackles, or 16 sacks, excuse me, last year, comparatively to Gallimore's four sacks. I think the best guy, uh, what's what's his name, Derek Brown, he had only 5.5, again, comparatively to the 16.5 of Chase Young. It's like, who are you going to draft? It's like, seriously, come on. You're, you're going to take Chase Young over, over what's-his-face? Brown, especially if, especially when Chase Young can play both inside and outside. It's like, no, you're taking Young. So Gallimore, I would draft uh, in, in in the third round. Justin Matabuki had a really, really nice combine, and people are starting to really, really like him a lot. So I'm starting to lean toward if he's there in the second round, because I think he could move up from being a third round projection to probably being a second rounder. He can move up, and if Dallas, if, if Dallas is like, man, some of these guys, like we need us, we, we got corners, we may, we may address the corner issue later on, but it's like Dallas, in all honesty, they could, they could address the corner issue by going after somebody in free agency or drafting somebody in the third round. But if Matabuki is there for Dallas in the second round, they may get him as well. Matabuki, forty-five total tackles, eighteen solo, solo, twenty-seven assists. 5.5 sacks, that's pretty damn good. Uh, one forced fumble, one INT, and two passes defense. That's literally at the line. He's getting his hands up, and he's getting in the face of the damn quarterback. He's saying, hey, I'm here, I'm loud, and I'm proud, and I bang. Six foot three, th- uh, 304. What was his 40? His 40 was dummy fast. He had a pretty good 40. He had a pretty good combine overall. And he was fast. He was quick. He had a 4.8340 for a 304-6-foot-3-pound dude. So, yes, 4.83 for, like, a wide receiver would be terrible, but he's 304 pounds. It's pretty fast for a DT. I'm watching Des Bryant. He's wearing a Luka Donich jersey. Good choice. And see, he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. Once again, he's, he's I mean, he's been training in Dallas. I don't like him eating popcorn on the sideline. I'm just watching him eat popcorn, but it's the offseason. We'll talk about Dez here in, 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 a, in a couple of minutes after I go through my, uh, my, mock, my mock draft for Dallas. Again, third round, Rashard Lawrence, 6'2", 308, a little bit bigger than, uh, than Gallimore. As a matter of fact, I may have, if, if freaking... Matabuki is there in the third round. Forget about Gallimore or Rashad Lawrence. Get his ass. Pick his ass up. Anyways, you got Rashad Lawrence uh, as as my final pick. It's like, listen, if if you don't have Rashad Lawrence or Neville Gallimore, if they aren't there for Dallas, you're screwed because I don't got anybody else. Uh, Rashad Lawrence, 28 total tackles, 11 solos, 17 assists, 2.5 sacks, 5, excuse me, 1 forced fumble, 1 fumble recovered, and 3... Passes defended against pretty benign numbers. Not really getting a lot of tackles. Not really getting a lot of sacks. But, you know, better than than Gallimore. I think Gallimore has the best talent out of all three of those dudes because he's just a strong dude. He's a powerful dude. He kind of reminds me, if I'm honest with you, uh, with a Fletcher Cox. But um, he, he's, he, he's from Canada. They don't play football in Canada. <laughs> like, he's a big dude, but he he is from Canada. So, uh, they, they play hockey in Canada. And when was the last time you saw a black hockey player besides, what what was his name? The guy that's married to freaking the, the ice skater. 
PK uh, PK Subin Subin He's married to Lindsey Vaughn PK Subin I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not mad at PK Subin from yeah his name is is it seriously PK Subin yeah his name is PK Subin he's married to Lindsey Vaughn it's like damn it like I can't be mad I can't be mad at him he's living his damn best life I can't be mad at the brother. Even though he's Canadian, I can't be mad at him. Even though he plays hockey and he's from Canada, I can't be mad at PK Summit. Anyways, uh, what, what was it? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually move up my my Matabuki pick. He's gonna be my first my first guy in the third round if he's there. If he ain't there, then I'm going with probably Gallimore, then Rashard Lawrence because Gallimore is kind of one of those risk reward type of players. But I think in the third round, it's not really that much of a risk, if I'm honest with you. It's like, you don't want to waste your first round or second round draft pick on a high risk, high reward type of dude. It's like, come on, he's a rookie. Come on. Like, most of the rookies in the league, they're, 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 they're good pieces. They're good add-ons. They're not going to make the meat and the potatoes of your team. If you don't have the meat and potatoes, uh, the meat and the potatoes of your team already established on your football team before your damn rookies get there, ladies and gentlemen, you got a problem. You got a big problem. Got a big problem. Fourth round draft selection. This is probably my favorite round for Dallas. Because there's going to be a lot of wide receivers there for Dallas. Mark my words, circle this date. There's going to be a lot of guys that you got at Dallas that are going to be there. And I'm going to be like, whew, money. Money, 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 money. There's going to be a lot of guys that can come in and get you points, that can get you yards, that can do everything you need them to do to be successful at the wide receiver position. First and foremost, my guy, Michael Pittman Jr. Listen to this absurd amount of production coming out of USC. And you know USC sucks. They can't even get California kids to go to that damn school. And Michael Pittman Jr., listen to what he has to deal with. Listen to his numbers. Check this out. 101 receptions, 1,275 yards, 12.6 yards per catch, and 11 touchdowns in a damn season. Oh, man. Six foot four, 220 pounds. He's pretty much like a big old running back. Four, five, 240. One of the best guys at the combine, I might add, when it comes to the wide receiver position. If he's there in the third round, and if you got modded, listen. In this case, if you, you it may be a reach to get Pittman Jr. in the third round, but if he's there and if you got Matabuki, if the draft is going your way, why not why not splurge just a little bit more? Just say, hey, we may not like what we got when it comes to the secondary, but damn it, we got Matabuki, we got uh we got uh, Xavier McKinney. Why not go for for uh for Pittman Jr. in the third round? Why not reach a little bit? Maybe you hold your ground, maybe you get another defensive tackle, but damn it. I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. I may have to go get that guy. Then you got pretty much a similar guy, Justin Jefferson, out of LSU. Getting a lot of footballs thrown by Joe Burrow. Check this out. 111 yards. Oh, my goodness. 111 receptions. You're going to laugh at this. 15 Hundred yards. Cynthia Freeland had him in his first round. I I had to look at that. I, I had to check my glasses. I had to look up that. I said, "Damn it, he had fifteen hundred yards." Yes, sir. You better count your biscuits. He got fifteen hundred yards, ladies and gentlemen. 
I thought I thought he was falsifying his records. I thought he had a. I, I was about to start calling the IRS saying he is falsifying his records. You need to audit his ass. Eighteen touchdowns, thirteen point nine receptions per catch. Uh, again, he's kind of like Michael Pittman Jr. If he's there in the third round, you may. And if you got Matabuki, and if the draft is going your way, you may want to reach. May want to reach. It's like you know, just just reach just a little bit. Six foot three, one ninety two. But unlike Michael Pittman Jr., check this out. Ran a four 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 forty. I wish I might. I might. So those are my two guys in the fourth round, the two top guys. If they are there in the third round, and if the draft is going the way that you want, you may be able to listen. If you if you do your homework early, you get to you get to take off early, right? You do it early. You get to watch TV a little bit later on, right? You get to numb your brain, right? You, you take care of your business. You get the guys that you need to get. Boom! You get to watch TV. You get to get Michael Pittman Jr. and Justin Jefferson in the third round, depending on which one you want. Sliding over my footrest right now. Trying to get very, very comfortable. Alright. Obviously, the next guy I'm going to have, he's a, he's a bias. He's, he's kind of a bias. Fourth round draft pick. AGG, a.k.a. and commonly known as in tempo, Antonio Gandy Golden. You may be asking me, 24, who the hell is that? I say, you don't know about that, AGG? You don't know about Antonio Gandy Golden? You must be tripping. I'll tell you about Antonio Gandy Golden. Six foot four, 220 pounds, 4640, 79 receptions last year, 1300 yards, 1396 to be exact, 10 touchdowns, 17.7 yards per catch. Better than Michael Pittman Jr., better than Justin Jefferson, but he was playing in a, I think, a D2 school. Talked about him. Des Bryant is there at the Mavericks game right now. <clears throat> He's there at the Mavericks game right there, right now. You're telling me, hey, we want Des back. We want a, a 50-50 ball guy. We want a guy in the red zone. I'm telling. I'm trying to tell you something. Pittman Jr., six foot four, AGG, six foot four, Justin Jefferson, six foot three. One hundred and ninety-two for Justin Jefferson, two twenty for Michael Pittman Jr., two twenty for for Antonio Gandy Golden. Let me look up Des Bryant really quickly. Let me just show you. Let me just show you something here. Des Bryant, six foot two, two hundred and eighteen pounds. Ran a four five two forty, so he ain't that fast. He ain't. He's not that fast. Neither is none of these guys. And some of these guys, they're they're kind of slow. But it's like when you're six foot four, really doesn't matter if you're fast or slow. What matters is if the quarterback throws the ball on target, which we know Dak Prescott can. He has over sixty five percent completion percentage and almost five thousand yards. Give me a break about garbage time numbers. Tell me which games he had garbage time numbers in, and I'll tell you the games that he actually had games where he threw legitimate numbers. But AGG, he could be a guy for De- for Dak, excuse me, Michael Pittman Jr. and Justin Jefferson. Now, if they're there, you got to get them. If they aren't there, here's where the contingency plans come into play. Devin Duverway, 
wide receiver, slot guy out of UT, 5'11", 210, big guy for his height, 4'3", 940. Everybody was clocking him in. I, I, I finally got the clock for him once I was I was rewatching the draft, or not the draft, but the combine. I, I saw that they said officially he had a 4'3", 940, because I kept on changing it because their their uh, their counts was incorrect. 439 for Devin Duveray. Check this out at UT cuz UT stinks. 106 receptions, 1386 yards, 9 touchdowns, 13.1 average uh excuse me, yards per catch. Pretty good numbers. I can't tell you who their who that damn quarterback is in Texas, but he stinks. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes. Who else is from Texas? Didn't but didn't play at UT. I can't tell you how many Texas Texas damn quarterbacks leave Texas, go play for Texas. They, not even leave Texas. They just don't play for Texas. How do you not play for UT and you're in Texas? That that's that, 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 that. I mean, Kyler Murray committed to A and M. A and M sucks because they couldn't figure out how to play him. How the hell do you not figure out the, how how to play the best guy in our entire state? Yeah, I mean that that's just despicable. But I'm not going to get on Texas college football. That irks me enough. But Devin Duverway, because that's his name, Devin Duverway. I don't know how the hell you spell his name. His his name is a conundrum to me. But if his ass there at number four at the fourth round for Dallas, you pick his ass up. You pick his ass up. Of course, if all the other guys that I just named aren't there as well. Another guy that I really, really like. Antoine Winfield Jr. had a great combine. Uh, he's five foot ten, two oh five. He's he is a safety. He ran a four four six. Let me tell you something. He had a fantastic combine, and he's got the numbers to prove it. Check this out. He has eighty five total tackles, sixty two solo, twenty three assists, three sacks, two forced fumbles, seven interceptions, and one pass defended. Pretty damn good safety. Everybody was talking about how this is going to be the guy that's going to be there. And going to perform at the combine. And boy did he put on a show. He's a little guy. So he's always going to be underestimated. I like little guys. I like short guys. Because they're always. Because people are always bad mouthing the short guys. Until they come up and they bust him in the mouth. He's there in the fourth round. And he could drop to the fifth round. If he drops to the fifth round. You pick his ass up. You pick his ass up. But he may not be there. We'll see. Another safety, six foot two, two thirty, ran a four four two. He may not be there as well. But if he's there in the fourth round, remember I thought I talked about it a lot. I said, hey, this is going to be one of my favorite rounds in the draft because there's a lot of guys that you can pick up in the fourth round that are going to be really really nice players. Mark my words, circle the state. Some of these guys are going to be here during the fourth round. Tanner Muse, six foot two, two thirty. Four four two forty. I mean, out of most of the guys that I got on this list, and this is including some of the wide receivers, easily one of the best forties. He ran faster than Michael Pittman Jr., Antonio Gandy, Golden, Aaron Fuller. He's another guy, and Antoine Winfield. He's a freaking safety who could pretty much play linebacker. I was laughing at his run because his run looks weird, but he, but let me tell you something: the speed does not lie, the clock does not lie. He had a four four two forty. Check this out. 55 total uh, total tackles, 37 solo, 
18 assists, two sacks, four INTs, three passes, three pass defended against. That'll do it. In fact, you may have to consider the fact, damn it, if he's there at number three, he may be a third round selection. He may be there. He could be there. Tanner Muse, another guy that you could draft in the fourth round. Do I have another guy besides Aaron Fuller? No, I do not. Good, because I'm like, I feel like I've said like 18 names going in the fourth round. But you got one more guy, a guy that I mentioned on the low, low. Aaron Fuller, 459, 59 receptions. 45940, 5'11, 188 pounds, 59 receptions, 702 yards, 6 touchdowns, 11.9 yards per catch. Pretty great numbers for a slot guy, the third option on the team. Randall Cobb leaves. And by the way, Justin, not Justin, Aaron Fuller, I think because of his 40, he's probably going to slide, but I don't mind slow slot guys. He had great hands. He caught everything that came his way. I was like, damn it, draft him. His ass is there. Pick his ass up. Why the hell not? But if you need a slot receiver, I think Cedric Wilson is not that guy. But if he's there, that big guy, that that little short guy is there. Aaron Fuller, he's there. Pick his ass up. Fifth round. Going to address some of the special teamers. I didn't intend for this to be a special team draft, uh, not draft, but uh, round. But yes, these guys are probably going to be here unless guys reach. Unless people reach. I think Logan Wilson, he won't be there. But um, Dante Olsen probably is. He is six foot three, 237 pounds. I can't, I, I forgot, I don't know what his 40 was. He had 28 total tackles last year, 12 solos, 16 assists, one forced one fumble recovered and one INT. He's a he's a linebacker that you can put on special teams. He's a linebacker that you can put on special teams, and you can sub him in. I, they have a, I know Dallas has another guy who was injured. Uh, he he's like I think the third or the fourth option. But yes, you can you can put him in. You can probably sub him in. He's a big white guy. He's <laughs> I'm like he's a big white guy. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, that, listen, I don't mind big white guys at linebacker. I don't mind Leighton's. I don't mind, J- uh, not Jalen's. <laughs> Big, <laughs> oh my God, Jalen Smith. Uh, what What's his name? Uh, Sean Lee. I don't mind Sean Lee. I don't mind guys like that. I don't mind that archetype, the big, the big chunky guys. Not Jalen in the sense of the, he's a toned big guy, but I, I don't mind the big white guys. And Logan Wilson is definitely a big white guy at six foot two, 250 pounds. Ran a four, six, three, by the way, if you're asking me. Then you got Dante Olsen. No, that was uh, not that wasn't Logan Wilson. Excuse me, that was Dante Olsen. He's a six foot three, two hundred thirty seven guy, big white guy. Logan Wilson again, special teamer, linebacker. Again, six foot two, two hundred fifty pounds. He ran the four six three. He's the big white guy as well. He is a big white guy as well. And on top of that, he's got the production to match. Check this out: one hundred and five total tackles, sixty two solos. 43 assists, one sack, one forced fumble, four interceptions, seven passes defended against. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got the production to match. He's got it. By the way, the game is 109-106. The Mavericks are playing up against the Pelicans. 
Pelicans are winning this this basketball game right now. Brandon Ingram has 27 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He is 11 for 18, 3 out of 5 when it comes to threes. Giannis can still win this, but, you know, I've, I've had it on, on in the background, so to speak. Not really been watching this uh, this basketball game. Then in the sixth round, I think you got one option, because really there's there's probably not going to be a whole lot of guys there. You know, really there isn't. Dalton Keene, he was the tight. He was he was in my opinion one of the best tight ends in uh, in the combine, but there there wasn't really a whole lot of talent at the tight end position this year. Twenty one receptions, two hundred forty yards, five touchdowns, eleven point four yards per catch. Pretty benign numbers. More than likely, he's gonna be there. But if he is not there, if if for some weird reason Antoine Winfield, Devin Duvernay, Aaron Fuller, other guys that I've mentioned, if they're there, get him, get them over uh, Dalton Keene. In the seventh round, I don't care. I literally wrote that down. I'm like, I don't care. It's like, who's gonna be there? It's kind of like a participation trophy. It's like they're they're, they're not gonna they're like whoever it is is probably not gonna contribute that much to the team. <clears throat> Like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> Honorable mention, some guys that can just go anywhere. Maybe not go anywhere, but... Like, I, w- I would be pretty happy with getting them. Uh, Malcolm Perry, he's another slot guy. I completely forgot about him. James Prochi, KJ Hill had pretty good combines. And uh, Jonathan Hightower, he's a, he's a big he's a big body wide receiver who had a great combine as well. I, I just, like, those guys went over the top. Of my head when I was freaking writing this, uh, when I was making this, this, uh, this thing, this mock draft. <clears throat> talked about, I'm going to talk about a little bit how AJ Boye goes to the Broncos for a fourth round draft pick to going to the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are loading up on draft picks. They have two first rounders. I think they're going to have a second rounder next year because they traded away Jalen Ramsey to the, uh, to the Rams. And now they're going to be able to give Gardner Minshew some damn weapons. And exactly like how I was talking about with Dallas, there's going to be a lot of value for Dallas in that fourth round to get wide receivers. And, uh, and I mean, damn, damn it, how many guys did I have in the fourth round? I mean, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that potentially Dallas could get in the fourth round. And maybe some of the other guys that I think, uh, maybe not that I think, but some guys are probably going to slip and Dallas is going to be like, oh, we could get that guy. Mark my words, Pittman, Pittman is probably going to be a third or a fourth round draft pick because teams are going to be like, we got to get certain players, we got to get certain guys, we got to get all that crap, blah, 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 blah. We got to get certain players and all that good stuff. 111-109, Dallas. Seth Curry just hit a big three, Lonzo Ball airballs it. They rebound. Brandon Ingram, perimeter, 12 seconds left on on the shot clock. He's going to drive on the inside. Kicks it back out. Corner three. Air ball. Air ball. Luka Donich got it. They got a foul. You got a foul. You got a foul. what, What the hell are you doing? 10 seconds left. Anyways. I talk about Des Bryant. Let me talk about this Dell on CBA. 
So apparently there is dissension among the players with the CBA. While I was covering the uh, the combine, I was like, do I really have to talk about the CBA and some of the guys? So apparently the uh, the guys, the the NFL players, they were like, well, we'll we'll just agree with with the CBA and stuff like that, and we'll we'll go along with it. And the NFL they sent over a terrible CBA, and then then they were like, well, you guys are just gonna sign off on it, right? And most of the NBA teams were like, yeah, we'll sign off on it, and then. Uh, the NFL players, they were like, fuck that. No, this is terrible. At least the big players like JJ Watt and Aaron Rodgers and I think even Russell Wilson and other guys, they were like, fuck that. Nope, we're not doing that bullshit. You guys can suck on my dick. So they said, hell to the no, we're going to re like, like the NFL, they just sent over an agreement and essentially the NFL PA, they were like, oh, that's cool. Let's sign off on that. They didn't even negotiate. They were like, yeah, we're just going to take it up the ass. People with balls were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, you're gonna have to." <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, but it's like they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you're gonna have to fight me for that." I mean, I'm just not gonna go down like that, man. So then the NFL, the uh, the NFL players, they they sent over. Their, they said pretty much no, and they're trying to figure out how to get this CBA. The issue is. A lot of the lowest ranking, not ranking, but a lot of the lowest making players, they they kind of are in the, the contract negotiations when it comes to the CBA. They're a part of the main representation. Like Aaron Rodgers, for example, he doesn't represent. Like the only big player or big players that are on the NFL Players Association, I kid you not, are Richard Sherman and Adam Vinatieri. Those are the only two guys. Like LeBron James, Chris Paul, they were on the NFLPA. Like LeBron James was like the vice president at one point in time. Like that's how big it was. That's how big the NFLPA, or not the NFL, but the NBA PA was to LeBron James. He now isn't, but it's like the fact that the best player for like the past 20 years was on that, was on the Players Association. It's a pretty big topic. Oof. Corner three. They tie up the game. 112, 112, seven seconds left. By some guy. By Kel. What the hell just happened? Kel, it wasn't it wasn't Ingram. It wasn't Ball. Both of those guys have been shooting threes. Ballsy call by Dwayne Casey of the uh, uh, the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Ballsy call. He's got some brass in his shorts. Said, hey, why not give why not give it to the white guy? <laughs> why not? Why not? You know they're gonna guard the black guys hard. You know Brandon Ingram. They're gonna get him guard. They're gonna they're gonna freaking get freaking Lonzo Ball. You know we're gonna use Ball to inbound. We're gonna like we gotta take a shot. And it was well covered. It's like damn it, we gotta get this white guy involved. Going back to the NFLPA. So, the uh, the NFL players that made the most money, they're like, fuck that, we're not signing off on that. Now it's essentially that the lower ranking players, the, the lower signing players, they're like, fuck this, we will sign. So now, uh, you have dissension, you have players that are like, well, we don't want to sign it. 
those are the most money-making ones. And then the lower-ranking ones, they're like, well, we have to sign it because we're making league minimum. We would pretty much go, we would pretty much make eight fi- figures or something like that. I don't know the figure price or whatever, but it's like, we would make, we would make a lot more money because we only make like $100,000 or something like that. I don't know. Which to, which to everybody else besides a professional athlete, that is a lot of money, but for them, it's a little bit. So I think they would gain like another $100,000 if they just signed on the CBA right now. So they're like, yes, let's do that. And all the other players are like, no, let's not do that. That's dumb. The franchise tag, the stupidest thing in the league, isn't even involved. Like, they're like, yeah, let's get rid of that. Uh, nobody has been negotiating for that. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to lie to you. <clears throat> Des Bryant is on his feet right now. Let me see it. Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram on Chris Stops. Porazingas. Great coverage by him. Bang. Chris stops. It's rebounded by, by Lonzo. It's going in overtime. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the players, the NFLPA, I, I feel like some teams, especially Dallas, they don't want this this to go on for too long. Or not to go on for too long. They want to drag this bitch out. If I'm honest with you. Some of these guys, they're like, fuck this. We want to drag this bitch out. We don't want this thing to go for um for for the longest for like the longest time period. We want this bitch to be done by the time we uh the the free agency cycle happens because we want we want uh not not done, but we want this to be done after so that way we can like we can franchise tag and permanently tag and stuff like that other players. Like Dallas, they, what they want to do is they want to use the transitional tag, which pretty much means that you're negotiating for a CBA. They want to be able to do that. And they also want to use the exclusive tag. So that way, instead of having one franchise tag, you can have two. And because of that, it's like, well, now you can now technically probably franchise tag both Dak and Amari Cooper this year. Or you can sign one guy. You can sign... Amari, Dak, or Byron, and keep the other two. I think that's what Dallas wants to do. I think they would rather not have to sign that doggone franchise tag, or not franchise tag, but um, the CBA this year. I think they would rather sign it next year. By the way, another honorable mention, uh, Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain, another guy. But yeah. That's what's going on with the NFLPA. That's what going. That is what. That is what's going on with the uh, with the CBA. A lot of issues. A lot of drama. A lot of stuff like that. It could get done, maybe by next week. If I'm honest with you, maybe I don't know. Do I think it's gonna get done next week? I haven't heard a lot of information. It's a lot of hush hush. So maybe they get it done next week. Maybe they don't. But in reality, it's like if they do get it done by next week, I would kind of be surprised because they would have to because there's a lot of like there's a lot of dissension. There's a lot of like, well, we don't want to do this. We want to do this. We don't care. I know you don't care. Fuck you. Like maybe not fuck you, but like a lot of issues, a lot of stuff that has to be hashed out by the players. It's like, what do you want? I don't know. Maybe health care, maybe not 17 fucking games a season because that's going to get us fucking injured. Like, again, some of the things that are going to, like, some of the things that are going to affect the best players are going to be, like, 
that uh, they're not going to affect the worst players. Like the things that are going to affect the best players aren't going to affect the worst players and vice versa. Like the 17 game season pretty much only affects the best players in the league. Like you don't want to have to be a guy that's making millions upon millions of dollars. And then the 17 game, the 17th game is a hundred thousand dollar paycheck. It's like, no, give me my, give me the rest of my money. That doesn't make any sense. Speaking of doesn't making any sense, Des Bryant to the Dallas Cowboys. What? 24? Didn't you? What, 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 he, he's in Dallas right now. He's wearing a Luka Donich jersey. He has he has the X. He's wearing the X. 24, what are you doing? Why can't he be a Dallas Cowboy? I'll tell you why he can't be a damn Dallas Cowboy. Did you not hear any of the names that I just mentioned? Where the hell is he going to play on the team? I just rattled off three guys that Dallas could potentially, excuse me, yeah, 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 yeah. Three guys that they could get at six foot four, almost 220 pounds. Michael Pittman Jr., Justin Jefferson, and AGG. He is six foot two, 218 pounds. And he is old. He is 30 years old. Excuse me. It's like, hello. AGG pretty much does exactly what Des Bryant does. Michael Pittman Jr. is a better route runner than Des Bryant ever was. And then Justin Jefferson is just a freaking ball hawk. He had a great combine. It's like, do I get any, any, like, Verification that Des is one is 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 one hundred. What about do I get any verification that he is top of his game? That he is, maybe not maybe not 2013-14 Des, but he he is as good as he can be currently. And is that better than AGG, Justin Jefferson, or Michael Pittman Jr.? And worse yet, how are you going to play Des Bryant exactly? Hmm? Red zone. I got Blake Jarwin for that. I got Dak Prescott for that. I got Big Zeke for that. I got Randall Cobb for that. I got Amari Cooper for that. I got Michael Gallup for that. Everybody on the team is a weapon in the red zone when you have Dak Prescott on the football field. You could put me out there at five foot seven, 145 pounds, and I could probably catch a touchdown pass. I may die after I get hit, but I'll be able to catch it. I'll come down with it. You better believe that. He's a red zone threat. Damn it, everybody is a red zone threat when Dak Prescott is on the football field. Seri- seriously, though, it's like, think think about it like this. When Aaron Rodgers is, um, not when, but when, but when Aaron Rodgers was playing, not when, excuse me, when Mike McCarthy was there during the Green Bay years, they ran the West Coast. So, uh, they, were, they ran the West Coast offense, short yardage passes, very, very efficient, low budget passes, things of that nature. Aaron Rodgers was able to develop, as much as people want to say, well, Aaron Rodgers, oh my God. Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers and and Brett Favre. He, he, he had no, no, contribu- no contributions to those players' careers whatsoever. None whatsoever. And it's like, okay, all right. You know, that, you know, even though Brett Favre easily had his best season with uh, Mike McCarthy, even though Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy, no, 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 no. And, you know, just 
No, it's it's all it's all Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre just you know coaching the team, going through the workouts, formulating the game plans and the schemes and the offensive style of play that the that the freaking what are they called the Green Bay Packers are known for. It's just no 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 that's not it at all. No, it's only Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, right? Point being, Dak Prescott will become more efficient because of the head coach that he has. By the way, Brandon Ingram just found out it's 116, 116, 140 left in the game. Luka Donic at the free throw line because he just got fouled. <clears throat> trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something. The Des Bryant show, it's like, what does he offer me that I can't get in the draft this year? Now, granted, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be upfront. I'm gonna be straight with Des. I'm gonna be like Des. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on talks with him. I'm gonna, like Des. Look, you're gonna have to come in for a reduced price, and you're gonna have to compete with people. That that is the offer. The worst thing you can do is have another season with a Jason Garrett. Not a Jason Garrett, a Jason Witten, a older player who is not as great as they once were. And when he left Dallas, he was he was not as good as he was the year before. What what were his numbers? Let me check out Je- Dez's numbers really really quickly because a lot of people they like anecdotal information. By the way, somebody just hit a deep three. I think Luca just hit a deep three out of nowhere. I couldn't even see where he hit it from. It wasn't from the logo. Step back three. Bang. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Let me check out Dez's stats. Zion Williams bullies himself inside, gets fouled on the inside, 118, 121. Let me check out Dez Bryant's numbers here. 6'2", 220. Go 2016, 2017. 2016, 那是，哦，Kristaps，Porzingis，just，put，a，man，slam，jam，on，the，Pelicans，because，the，Pelicans，they，didn't，they，didn't，they，didn't，guard，the，center，of，the，court，what，the，hell，are，you，doing，you，g
pretty good basketball game so far. Anyways, can't have 96 targets, 50 receptions, 796 yards. That's not very good. This is, by the way, when he was semi in his prime. 52% catch percentage, by the way, if you're wondering. That's, that's not very good. Let me check out a guy that constantly was dropping passes here for Dallas. Just check out a guy. Third, third wide receiver on the team, Randall Cobb. Going to look up his numbers really, really quickly with Dallas. 55% completion percentage. Keep in mind. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. 66.3% completion percentage. He easily had some of the worst drops on the football team, by the way. How many touchdowns? Three. Could have probably had six, seven. If he didn't get, uh, if if uh, fouls didn't permit. It's now 121-125. Dallas, 13 seconds left in overtime. Point being, the third guy on the football team for Dallas this year, the guy that was dropping so many passes, it made my head spin. Randall Cobb. 66% completion percentage. Or, excuse me, catch percentage. So these are footballs that are thrown his way, that are catchable, that he could have caught, and he didn't catch. Des Bryant, 2016, 52.1%. Oh, and he had less yards at 796 than a three guy on Dallas who had 828. 2017. 838 yards, so he does beat out Randall Cobb, but still not 1,000 yards, which he is, by the way, make no mistake, During that 2017 season, Dez was the one. He should have had 1,000 yards easily. That's why we were paying him so much freaking money. Because we were projected to have, or he was supposed to be projected to be the one, the number one wide receiver in the league. There were conversations, who's better, him or Julio Jones? That question's answered. (laughs) Yeah. That question's answered. So now, 2017, 838 yards, 52.3% completion percentage, slightly better than Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb had a lot of easy drops. Easy drops, excuse me, that he could have caught. Now keep in mind, Dez is two years older, has had multiple lower leg injuries, and I think he's like 32, 31 years old. How old is Des? 31. He's 31. 31. I mean, listen, a lot of people, a lot of people want Des Bryant back 
because he's the ex. He's the you know he's one of the most popular cowboys of all time, and he has he's the he, he has our record for touchdowns. And you know you may want to add that on, but it's like I think it's a pipe dream. I think you learn your mistake with um with Jason Witten and say hey, we're gonna have to cut him loose. We're gonna have to say it. Hey, we ain't about to do that again. We're not about to do this whole charade once again, where we try and pretend like one guy who has been eight years in the league. No, that's Randall Cobb. How many years for Des? I'm like, no, that's Randall. That's Randall Cobb. Mm, Like almost 10 years. He's been playing since 2010. I mean, not almost, 10 years. He has been playing 10, 10 years. So a guy that's been playing 10 years in the league, it's like you want to pretend like he's he's still that guy in 2013, 2014, where he had, I mean, technically he had 3,000-yard season, 2012, 2013, and 2014. You want to pretend like he's that guy? Go ahead. Me? I'm going to go with Michael Pittman Jr., AGG, or Justin Jefferson if they're there. Really, Michael Gallup already is essentially Des Bryant. He may not be the fifth. He is essentially what you would want Des to have become. He's a guy that will go up, make miraculous plays, and he's a big-bodied wide receiver. By the way, he just turned turn uh, twenty-four the, uh, today. How old is he? Not how old is he, but how big is Michael Gallup? How big is Michael Gallup? Six foot one, two oh five. By the way, they won it. The Mavericks won it one twenty seven, one twenty three. Easy money. Great job by the Pelicans holding in strong. That was a great game. I'd rather win games than look back on things with nostalgia. I'd rather do that. I'd also rather not repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again, trying to prove a point. And that point is that I'm right and everybody else is wrong. I'd rather win football games, set myself up better for the season, and, uh, you know, just go out and win basketball games. Win football games. I'm watching basketball right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Tomorrow. Technically, it's going to go out Thursday. Technically, this is going to, uh, it's like 11 o'clock where I am right now. So it's going to be uploaded pretty late. So it's t- going to look like it, 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 it was uploaded Thursday. I will have another podcast coming out on Thursday. Maybe another one on Friday. We will see. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Friday will be the weekend matchups that I'll, I'll be talking about the weekend matchups and stuff like that. And I'll probably be giving a weekly recap. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time.
拜拜。